You're listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. First off, thanks for listening. We appreciate every single one of you that supports us. This is episode 94, where we do our reviews on two relatively new guns, the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield EZ 9mm and the Glock 44. We put a few rounds downrange through each, so we go over what we think, what we like, and who we think these guns are intended for. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy episode 94 of Range Minded, the Shield 9 EZ and the Glock 44 reviews. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long and I am joined by... Were you going to say your name is Steve? I Yeah, actually. I don't know why. Well, that's weird. <laughs> My no. name is not Steve Zimmerman. And I am not Mark Long. No, but we other strike that, reverse it, and that's who we are. Um, and we are here to talk about um, some gun reviews. We haven't done gun reviews. Nah, in not a for a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit and uh, we've got two that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we had the, had the opportunity to spend some time in the range. Now, these guns have been out for a little bit, so we're not breaking any new ground. It's not brand new, but they are, I think, at least one of them is a game changer. I think is going to be a game changer for 2020. You think so? I think so. You might be right. And uh, that that one, which one do you want to start with? I'll, I'll do whatever. <laughs> well, let's start, let's start with the one that I don't think is going to be a game changer, but I do think it is a nice gun, is the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield EZ-9, yeah. which is a mouthful, saying that all in one shot. Now Why did Smith it. make such, such an elongated name for such a small gun? <laughs> I don't know. It for barely even fits on the slide. <laughs> it barely fits on the slide. It's so long. M&P M- 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 9 Shield EZ. So um, it's the... Um, it's the same kind of system as the regular shield or the regular uh, shield EZ or the M and P EZ rather, um, mm-hmm. which uh, started in 380. Um, so it's a lot easier to rack the slide. Has grip safety. Um, it comes with an optional thumb safety. Oh yeah, it comes with the yeah. optional thumb safety. Um, and um, yeah, it's not a bad gun. Um, just it's a, a, basically exactly like the 380 version. A little bigger. A little bit bigger. It, I don't think it qualifies as a shield. They shouldn't have called it the shield. Yeah, it's it's kind of a shield in the half. Yeah, yeah, because the slide's longer, the barrel's longer, I think, and um, but it's still very thin. Like we yeah. were talking about that, the hand the hand grip is actually thinner than what you would want it to be. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the original Easy, the 380 <clears throat> that you mentioned, yeah, that gun made a lot of ripples in the community um obviously designed for for new or inexperienced shooters or maybe shooters that have trouble with arthritis right and uh and it 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 was a big deal like when it came out because it is easy to wreck like it, it's an easy <laughs> gun to operate and and handle which was great because usually in the 380 market those guns are pretty awful to shoot. Yeah. Like my first gun, my first handgun actually was a Bursa Thunder 380. And I was like, Oh cool. It's like a PPK except a lot cheaper. And, and the reason why it was a lot cheaper. Yeah. And it just, I was like, wow, this sucks. Nothing against Bursa. I mean, I think they, they make good guns for the price point, but, yeah. um, it was just not a pleasant, pleasant thing to shoot. And you wouldn't think that such a small round would give such a, a large reaction as far as recoil is concerned. Yeah. But the but guns are so small. Which is a problem, like you know, with with recoil. Um, I will say the M, the uh, the three eighty version of the Easy though actually soaks up recoil pretty well. Yeah, oddly enough, I don't know, and I'm sure the mass of the gun has something to do with it, but also the recoil springs and 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 that really dampened down what you're feeling as a shooter. Yeah. And so uh, that's what made it so nice to shoot, not just easy to manipulate the slide, but uh, the felt recoil 
or at least seemed reduced. It, it seemed a little less snappy, a little more manageable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got that that easy to rack slide. And it's funny because when I shot the 380 easy and the nine, the first thing, oh, well, that was easy, <laughs> literally. And that's probably how they got the idea for it. Because somebody was like, here, check this out. I was able to rack the slide really, you know, make the, the slide rackable really easily. Right. Oh, that is easy. Well, that's what we'll call <laughs> well, that's it. That's a great name. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, if you're familiar with the M&P series, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, same manual of arms, like you said, optional thumb safety. Um, yeah, the grip safety is the new thing. And you mentioned to me yesterday, it's not actually a striker-fired gun either. No, it's, it's an internal hammer, um, which also, is, from what I understand, makes the slide easier to manipulate because the geometry of actually having the le- hammer as a lever to overcome instead of the striker pin for some reason, it was just uh, it, it made it a lot lighter right. to rack. So, yeah, it, it is an internal hammer, not a... Or, yeah, I guess it would be an inter- inside the slide. A shrouded hammer, hammer yeah. or an internal hammer, yeah, instead of a, instead of a striker. Um, which I, you can kind of tell on the trigger, too, mm-hmm. a little bit. There is that little bit more of a... Cre- it's still the M&P 2.0 trigger, which is pretty good. Yeah. Especially compared to the first gen. Um, but you can still... You can tell there's a little bit of... Yeah, there's no stacking or anything like what you might think on a revolver or something. It. Uh, yeah. It's nice. And, and the 9, I felt, was the same... Or at least pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. The the only things I really didn't like though is that that you know that that grip is is too thin. I think it is really too thin for it, for my hands at least. Well, I think that's we both felt the same way when we shot it the other night that that it was uh, it almost felt and, and maybe it's just perceived by myself. So the grip safety I think had something to do with why I didn't like the way the grip. That's felt. what I was gonna. Yeah, I was getting to. Yeah, it's it's not like a nineteen eleven where it pivots at the the point of where the slide comes across to the frame. Mm-hmm. It pivots at the bottom towards, you know, where your, your pinky or the heel of your hand might be. Not where your pinky is, because that's the front of the strap. But right. On the back strap at the heel of your hand. Yeah. And so it pivots it pivots towards the top, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but if you Google a picture of it, you'll be able to see. So, yeah. yeah and, and, and that's not the first gun that had that type of a safety. I mean, mm-hmm. that's been around before. But for some reason, and maybe just in my mind, it felt like it created almost like a a wedge or something in my hand. And as it fired, it felt almost like the gun was working up out of my hand. Yeah. I felt like mine was like laterally, like moving. It wasn't mm-hmm. sitting flush with my hand because of that little wedge of the grip safety. And so I think I was losing my grip and, you know, I wasn't wasn't able to grip it as well and have follow-up yeah. shots as well as I, as well as I normally do. Yeah. And I don't know. And maybe that grip just needed to be a little bit wider mm-hmm. and not so long. Sure. Cause it did really feel like there was a lot of, of pivot left or right. Yeah. There's kind of some free play there. Yeah, it's hard to explain. And it might just be us. Maybe we have the, the special <laughs> grips. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say though, is once I did tighten it up, like I tightened up, tightened up my support hand, then I was able to keep everything there, but I really had to, apply more pressure than sure. kind of what I'm used to. And, but maybe that's a good thing for new shooters, you know, that you yeah. have to have a good solid grip to make sure that that thing's going to shoot where you want it to. And it's, it's not inaccurate by any means. No, like it's shot I, I just fine. I didn't feel like I was losing accuracy from, mm-hmm. from but the bad the, grip. The follow-up shots were really what, like for me, like my first shot was usually dead on. Then mm-hmm. second one was getting low and all that. And I think it was really just mainly that grip, mm-hmm. which so. is, it's funny. Cause normally you wouldn't say anything like that up for a nine. Yeah, it shouldn't be an issue, and it it felt like there was 
more recoil than necessary in the nine. And, and I, I don't know why. I was going to say it felt more snappy than the 380 did, believe it or not. Yeah. You know, because they're about the same size, I think. Yeah, maybe the, a little, the nine's maybe a, little a little bit bigger, bigger, but not by much. Yeah, it won't fit in the, in the 380 holsters or anything, so it's a little oh, bigger. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why it, it felt that way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a bad gun. I wouldn't necessarily buy one, but for a new shooter, I think that's a great option. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe if, you know, like you have a friend or a significant other who wants to get into shooting and they want to shoot the same caliber as you, because obviously 9 is cheaper than 380 to shoot and practice mm-hmm. with or whatever. Um, you know, but I think, and I think, you know, like I said, having, you know, the, the option for the safety, but also having that grip safety is, is a good thing for new shooters yeah. to make sure that you do have a good solid grip and everything and, and that you are getting the fundamentals down. But, um, you know, or if you do have problems with, you know, gross motor skills or fine motor skills, um, you have pain in your hands, like you said, sure. that's, it's a helpful thing. So, and you're, and you're right with that grip safety because it pivots at the bottom of the gun instead of the top. Mm-hmm. If your grip is lacking in any way, that gun's not going to go off. Right. So yeah, there's, there's that. And that's, I'm sure why they decided to pivot at the bottom of the gun. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's, it, it, it you don't notice it really when you're shooting, you know, but you do have to be cognizant of it being there. I can imagine if somebody's nervous, it's not going to fire. And yeah, so, but it's nice. And it's, I mean, it's pretty affordable. I think I didn't, I didn't really check the MSRP, but yeah, the, I know the three eighties are like three seventy five or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty affordable. Yeah. MSRP on the, the easy nine is four seventy nine, which I think is a little pricey, but that's also MSRP and not street price. So yeah. Yeah. And, and like you, like you, I would not buy this gun for myself to use by mm-hmm. any means there's other i'm not because i'm a glock fan <laughs> no i i have actually i don't own i own one smith but it's an old revolver yeah um i would buy the some of the 2.0 series yeah the, i do like the the trigger improvements that they did over the mm-hmm. first one i actually had a first gen uh m&p shield 9 just regular shield mm-hmm. and you know it fit my hand pretty well but i just couldn't shoot it worth a damn and maybe that's just because it was a little earlier in my firearms journey really before i got yeah. any kind of real training but um i just i didn't ever feel it felt comfortable in the hand but it didn't feel comfortable shooting it if that makes sense yeah i, I liked the, the shield when they came out to me that was a, a big deal when they yeah. came out with a regular shield yeah and then when they did the mod two or whatever in the shield that was even better because they improved the grip and in the trigger and everything yeah. yeah and and uh in their full size that five inch in the 2.0 is is one of my favorite guns to shoot yeah the full size duty guns the 2.0 the m&p yeah. 2.0 those are great those are great firearms and um i think you can customize them now and get apex kits for them yep. and everything if you really wanted to so i have nothing against smith and wesson you know semi-automatics yeah. so um and they really are making something for everybody i mean it's just pulled up the smith and wesson website and there's like you know 18 or 24 different kinds of guns but you know any everything from the performance centers all the way to the shield easy yeah. and um they still make sd9s oddly enough yeah and that's not actually not a terrible gun no i would say would so let me ask you this would you buy an sd9 or would or would you if you had to pick between that or the shield easy which one would you pick probably the easy really mm-hmm. yeah because it does have the m&p trigger in there so, and so you realize or, or did you know that the glock and smith and wesson got in some litigation over that over the sd9 mm-hmm. no i didn't know that there were some blatant infringements on if you pull apart the the two of them side by side and you look inside there oh the you, internals are you realize that man that looks a lot like a glock inside there i wonder how that happened 
Are you saying that people in the firearms industry copy each other? Um, like Springfield? <laughs> did you see their new PDW? Yeah. Yeah, it, I sure did. It looks exactly like a Maxim. Yeah, exactly. That's not going to fly for very long. <laughs> and, and, and their Hellcat looks remarkably like a 365. I know. Isn't that strange? And the magazine's like a stack and a half, yeah. just like 365. And we were, I just remember seeing something online where it's like, somebody must've gotten mad at SIG and left and then went over to Springfield. And yeah, but I mean, well, that's, and, the, and the community is super small anyways. Like I know we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. There's, there's folks that have worked from one manufacturer to go to the next manufacturer yeah. And well, you have a certain stuff, set of skills and there's only so many, you know, there's only so many gun manufacturers and, you know. Yeah. And and I know, I, I guarantee they're, they're filling out non-disclosures and everything, but they also know exactly how far they can go without violating that, that NDA to yeah. create something. So. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I mean, manufacturers will probably pick up competitors' guns and reverse engineer them and sure. take them apart and I, everything for research. I so. actually know of a customer that that works for a large firearms manufacturer that lives in Boise Mm -hmm. and that's his job. Tough gig. It would be tough. (laughs) He's brought some cool stuff. Yeah. That so, yeah. So definitely not a bad gun, not uh, a favorite of either of ours, but, uh, I, I, if I had to, if it was to buy something to train with, I'd probably just do the 380 easy. Sure. Cause yeah, because that's going to shoot softer. Yeah, and I think it does shoot softer. It's better for the basics, I think. But it is more expensive, like you're saying, as far as rounds are concerned. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's honestly negligible. I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. if you're buying, it depends on how much shooting you're doing, I guess. Yeah, it either is a good gun. So well, if but if you were really training, I know what you would buy. Maybe we've talked about this a couple of times. A Glock 44. I think I, the last time I said I'm buying it. And you did you? I, I haven't. Yet I will be buying that gun. I I decided. I know I said this is the first gun I'm buying in 2020, <laughs> but then that pesky air build things pop, happened popped up and well when you when you find things that you're able to use so, that so aren't there, being used there is a definite benefit for working where there is a gunsmith yeah and people are like oh, I don't want this this part or piece which you know for the most part each individual piece is worthless yeah but then when you put them together they happen to make a, 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 fun, a, a functioning upper full functioning upper why not yeah that's great it's worth it yeah and now you've got a new toy to play with oh, it's gonna be awesome so but um we'll have to bring that up next time because <laughs> we've got the uh, the glock 44 to talk about we talked about it a little bit in our new guns episode or whatever but we actually got to shoot it this time yeah and the first thing that i thought when i picked this thing up since it's all polymer except for a couple of components internally yeah it, it's so light it's like a toy yeah it's weird when you first pick it up it's you think it's like an airsoft gun or something because it literally is that light and it's yeah. all like slides made of plastic, you know. Obviously the frame's plastic and everything, but well, I bought a, a Umarex nineteen, a Glock nineteen mm-hmm. airsoft or not airsoft, but a, a BB gun. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Just for some training purposes. Sure. I was all excited about it. it. Weighs way more than a Glock nineteen. Yeah. But when I went to put it in my holsters, it doesn't fit. Really? It's it's not the same size. Is it bigger or smaller? It's actually from trigger guard to top of slide it's quite a bit taller oh interesting stupid i wonder if they have to do that for like licensing or trademark reasons or something but, they, or, but it says glock perfection on the on the package clearly it's not perfection if no, it's not up to glock standards as soon as i tried to slip it in my holster i was like well, what this what is the, the point i bought this gun just for dry fire practice and and for show and firearm safety in some of my classes this was the point yeah well oops not so much oh well 
But um, but yeah, speaking of the Glock 19, the 44 is the same size as a 19. Yeah, so we decided to, to tinker around with the frame before we shot it. Yeah. And uh, I'll be damned. The Glock 19 magazine slides right in there. And it locks into place, and too. It clicks. And then it looks like the slide, the 19 slide would actually fit. Almost fits. And it almost does, but there's uh, the ejectors in the way. Yeah, there's the, the ejector and then one of the other components on the housing is sits a little higher than the 19 mm -hmm. so the back plate re keeps it from sliding in yeah i mean i wouldn't necessarily fire it with a 19 slide and a magazine no. in there but uh because obviously rimfire you know is, is totally different ignited a different way however that's i mean that's how close the size is mm -hmm. so you know if you have a 19 or you carry a 19 this is going to be a great cheap way to to train i think and i, I mean i don't own a glock but I love shooting this thing. It's a ton of fun. Like, this thing was great. The very first round for me yeah. was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I deliberately paid attention to you when you fired it because yeah. I shot it before you did mm -hmm. and before you showed up. And, and that's what I was waiting for was just that look on your face. Like, well, Yeah. And I'm, I whoa. think the look on my face was, that was it. That's, that's great. Yeah. The recoil impulse, I think, is less than like a Ruger Mark two or mark three yeah we agreed on that yeah because yeah. it's just and it, it just stays on target it doesn't go yeah. anywhere yeah we once we started getting we each shots 50 rounds through it that last time i shot it and uh started off kind of slow but then we start picking up the pace mm -hmm. doing mag dumps and it and it does pretty well yeah and i mean those those um that box of 50 was like three bucks a, a piece yeah we were using the the arms core yeah the dirty stuff and it it's greasy. The, the cartridges are really, you know, whatever they coat them with, it's kind of gross. Yeah. yeah, it's like waxy or oily or something. And it, and it smokes a lot as that stuff burns off. Yeah, which yeah, is nice. Yeah, that. So Glock, when they did their testing, they actually did the Blazer Brass, or the, the Blazer 22. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that stuff's not really the cleanest stuff either. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they did it on purpose just to show, hey, this this will run, and it did. <laughs> yeah, so we took it a step below that yeah. <laughs> to make sure, and it actually ran just fine. We the, Actually, the first, the only thing, the only problem we had was uh, a failure to feed when i yeah, let the very, slide go on the, the very, very first, first one. round and so that, maybe it wasn't seated or something I don't yeah know, but well and i decided to chance it and put that round in too afterwards and it, it worked just it, fine yeah. and we didn't have any no failure to eject or failure to uh failure other failure to feeds after that so yeah and it's interesting like you mentioned the weight um it it's kind of like um the the fn57 the slide is mm -hmm. it's, it's it's that kind of polymer it's right? a chassis that has everything else is polymer around the metal chassis mm -hmm. so it still has some mass to it it still has some integrity to it it's not going to deform under heat yeah it doesn't like feel that. cheap it just feels light yeah it's very light it's just it's weird until you pick it up in your hand and you, and you go for it um from what we can tell as i said we, we tore it apart and was comparing it to the 19 um we we haven't confirmed yet with a clock we're we we're talking with some people that know some people. Yeah. Um, it might actually run like if you have a, an aftermarket trigger, SSVI or Terran or something like that, it might just drop in and still work really? with that connector. We're not 100% sure on that yet. Yeah. You'd have uh, to get it really taken apart and yeah. you'd have to get one of those triggers to try it out. But yeah, I, we could have done it. I just, I didn't want to tear. It was actually a, a brand new one that hadn't been shot. I didn't <laughs> want to start tearing it apart. And, yeah. 
But I mean, it looks like you can put sights, and you can. I mean, there people are going to start making accessories yeah. for the tw- for the forty four. You know, like that was the other thing that I was thinking about was the magazine. It's only got what a ten round magazine. Yeah, it comes I think with two ten round magazines, which right. is really frustrating. Yeah, you could have. They could have thrown another one in there. Yeah, at least another one. All Gen fives <clears throat> come with three mags, so why yeah. can't they have thrown one in there with it? Yeah, and the thing that was kind of surprising for me that it was only 10 rounds because it looks like a double stack magazine. So you could fit twice as many 22 rounds in there. I'm, I'm just for ass- twice the fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to assume that they were just worried about getting this gun out in, into the hands of the consumer that they just hurried and made a 10 round magazine. Right. That's clearly an assumption. That's probably incorrect. Anyways, <laughs> it, it, the truth is honestly that, that rim fire is hard to double stack just that's true too it doesn't stack uniformly yeah but i also know for 100 percent there's other manufacturers um Kel-Tec, um taurus that are mm-hmm. making double stack magazines that are feeding just fine yeah i was just was gonna say because that was it the p33 that Caltech makes mm-hmm. i mean that holds 33 rounds of yeah. you know of 22 ammo and, and that that taurus 22 i can't remember what model it is it's it's a fairly new model for yeah. taurus it's like 17 or 20 rounds i can't remember what it is it's, yeah the only other reason i thought of maybe was just for magazine restrictions maybe. because it is a 22 and so it's a little more accessible than you don't have to worry about california compliant versions well it's or, not california compliant it's not on their doj list well it's so new yeah that they haven't they, they haven't added anything to that list for i was gonna say it's new and, and it won't be so yeah which is unfortunate but um because i there's other states i don't know if illinois has they have a magazine restriction don't they they don't they have don't a no they don't no thankfully so yeah maybe um but i think this thing is going to be a great tool and i think you're going to start seeing it i've said it you know half a dozen times now but i think you're going to start seeing it in more classes i think you're going to see it in like you're right you know basic pistol classes first shots i really think that this thing's going to be able to take the the mystery and the fear out of people with shooting sports, mm-hmm. you know, if they're interested, but they're scared of all the recoil and everything you hand somebody, this is their first gun. They're going to say, Oh, that's it. Yeah. Anybody, even a child, yeah. you know what I mean? And they, and it's got literally the same manual of arms as any other clock. I mean, it's just like a gen, a gen five. It, with, it is a gen five. So yeah. it's got the, the uh, slide lock on both sides, left and right. You can mm-hmm. obviously move the mag release either side. Yep. It's um, got the trigger safety like a drop like any other clock it. it would. So you know, and my son, I, I, we shot it before before you got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he he put, uh, I think we ended up putting at least a hundred hundred and twenty five rounds through to each, mm-hmm. and he loved it, which yeah. is a problem because that means I have to buy another one. <laughs> so uh, it it's just it's hard to explain. I even if you're not a Glock person, I think that gun is is very easy to use. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and affordable. I mean, you can buy right now, anyways, you can buy a, a brick of Blazer, for example, or their arms core. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're under four bucks for 50 rounds. Yeah. Or so. you, can, you can buy a big bucket of it from, you know, somewhere and and it's super affordable yeah for under 50 i think yeah Yeah. get all the trigger time you want in yeah i mean and to be able to practice those fundamentals and stuff and then also do mag dumps because that's what i was doing i was more having fun with just seeing how fast i could shoot it because i felt comfortable doing it like i was talking about yesterday um sometimes in classes where you you know you're wanting to to push your skills a little bit Mm -hmm. it can get a little overwhelming when you're shooting very quickly four or five six rounds out of nine millimeter or whatever your carry you know ammunition might be um you know but to shoot you know this to mag dump this thing yeah really quickly was a lot of fun and it kind of gets you used to operating a firearm quickly yeah you know there's i think there's some benefit to that so um yeah man this thing is great 
it, just go buy one. Yeah, seriously, it's it's a cool gun. I mean, it also like I talked about I think a couple episodes ago, wanting to buy a PPQ twenty two. Mm-hmm. You know, getting a twenty two caliber version of your carry gun or the, the type of manufacturer you know that you carry. I think we're going to see more of those to get more people into the shooting sports. But I would yeah. even buy one of these. Well, you know, it, like Tactical Solutions, which are, as friends of the store, we, we yeah. like Taxol. Yeah, they're great. They uh, they made a conversion kit. I think there's some other companies out there. Lone Wolf might have maybe I can't remember made mm-hmm. a, maybe made a twenty uh, two conversion. And and I've heard that today actually. Well, why don't you just why don't you just buy a conversion? You could, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to run as efficiently. Yeah, when you can buy something that's dedicated twenty two yeah. and you know has been spec'd by the and tested by the factory and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I think this would be. I would love to get one of these. So in addition, so if Glock is listening, this this actually is important. So one of our customers. Uh, bought one didn't buy it from us but mm-hmm. he bought that in the threaded barrel because you can buy an additional threaded barrel and they're about 200 bucks for the threaded barrel it's not bad um and so he decided to run it suppressed and he ran a few different rounds of suppressed through it mm-hmm. and it was keyholing really mm-hmm. and they checked the baffles on the suppressor it's not striking baffles or anything interesting but for some reason <clears throat> he could run the supersonics through the threaded barrel and mm-hmm. suppressor and it was just fine but it was throwing rounds and keyholing at like 15 feet like wow so interesting there, i wonder why that is something going on there i don't know if it's overpressure or, or something strange yeah maybe they need to put a booster on that can which not normally what you have to do with a 22 yeah because if they i mean you have to assume that the, they're selling a threaded barrel then they have to have tested it yeah. you know i wonder what kind of suppressor they were using or something like that to, to maybe, test the, from the factory maybe there's a glock suppressor coming out how what do you even call it perfection the, the glock zero the sh- <laughs> the only one with letters <laughs> yeah no but um yeah i think you're gonna see i think i think you're gonna see a lot of you know customization come out for this i mean and, and i think you're right too that you're gonna either be able to take triggers that already work for the family of glocks and put them in here same thing with sites same thing with yeah. magazines maybe um i bet you magpul will make like a 30 round 25 oh, round I magazine so. for this or like or a 50 round mag or a something men too. come on a men too yeah a little company go. jump aboard let's get this happening yeah but i mean all of the components like the um the slide releases the magazine buttons i mean you can you could probably swap them piece by piece yeah just from visual inspection everything looked like it was pretty standardized clock which is good for them because then they don't have to make a bunch of different skews for for this particular gun they can just pull stuff off the right off the line well, it's cheaper for it them in. and cheaper for us because i mean this gun msrp is less than 400 or right around 400 isn't it yeah it's super affordable yeah and i think just being able to to it gives you less excuse to not train. You know, if you yeah. don't have any money, you know, you, you can blast a hundred rounds of 22 ammo for less than $10, Yeah, you know, and keep those, um, those skills up. Yeah. So, and I think we both learned that we could probably do with some more, well, I know I could some use more, more training. Some, yeah. I, I know I could use more tar- trigger time. So yeah, no, it's great gun though. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, there's, I think there's, we talked about it in our, in our new guns episode that there's a lot of 22 action yeah. stuff coming up. Um, what was some other stuff that was 22 related? Do you remember? There's the vector. Yeah. The vector in 22, yeah, the Bagheera, they make their bolt gun in precision out in a 22. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. There's some other stuff. Yeah. But 22s don't sleep on it. Cheap, good fun. I mean, that's the other thing about it, but you know, 
I think shoot you shoot 400 rounds of nine millimeter, your hand's going to get tired. You're going to be fatigued, yeah. you know, by the noise and by the concussion and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, especially if you're not like an operator and doing it every day or whatever, but shooting 400 rounds of 22 all day long. Yeah, that's great. So, um, yeah, so those are the two we'll have to, we'll have to test some more. I'm always down for shooting on somebody else's dime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not even our guns. Yeah, it's even better. I didn't have to clean it. Yeah, because we do have one for rent. Yeah. Uh, well, they're both available for rent here at uh, yeah, Independence. We'll use the rental guns to, to test them out. Yeah, and um, also, uh, I imagine if you go to your local gun store, they're going to have uh, have it for rent as well. Because, I mean, these things are out already. Like, we've got mm-hmm. a ton of them, unless they all sold today. No, nope, there's still some more out there. Yeah, I mean, there there's no supply problems like with the 365 when that first no. came out. Yeah, and as far as we can tell, there's no recoil problems like the, the Colt Python. They're already yeah. having problems with the brand new Python. Yeah, what's at least the, it sounds like. What it. are the problems with that that we've been uh, hearing? There was uh, there was some non-firing. I think they had some problem with the cylinder advancing correctly. Uh, what was it a fifteen hundred dollar? Yeah, it's a fifteen hundred dollar gun. Nice gun. But we heard we heard from uh, some people not hand fitted. It's not. Mm-mm. It's all machined, which is not what the original no. Colt was either. Or the yeah, Colt they, Python. They had one guy that was f- making those pythons mm-hmm. run properly, and yeah, and that's why they were so smooth. We talked about it with Dakota in that last episode mm-hmm. with with higher end guns that are hand fitted. You really have to take take your time and make sure everything functions functions well with that with the tight tolerance. There's a reason and, why they're expensive. Yeah, cuz you're paying for somebody's time and hand fitting and right. that's why there's not that many of them either, so What do you do? Stick with a Glock, I guess. Well, I'm okay with that. Or a Walther. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, well, let us know if you want us to review any other guns. I know this is a little bit shorter of an episode, but um, I think we were concise this time. So, yeah. if you appreciate the the, uh, the conciseness, let us know. <laughs> uh, podcast at iishooting.com. And, um, yeah, if there's any guns you want us to review that are out there, if we can get our hands on them, we will, and uh, let you know how they are. So, yeah. uh, but thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right, be safe. Bye. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.